This episode of Soul Food is brought to you by the Muslim Chaplaincy of Toronto, which is dedicated to providing prophetic care, compassion, and mercy to Muslim students at four campuses across the greater Toronto area. Support their Empower Love campaign by donating today at mcuft.com slash donate. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Soul Food episode 4 called On Guard, which means to be on guard in the month of Ramadan. And now that we're almost over 10% of the way through Ramadan, if you're listening to this in order, today would be the fourth day of Ramadan. It's a good time to assess yourself and to ask yourself, how are you with Ramadan? How are you with taking advantage of your time? And how are you in avoiding bad habits and bad things that you want to rid out of your life and to keep yourself going. You know, one of the things that the spiritual path is about is about consistency and maintaining yourself throughout the month of Ramadan and taking it one day at a time, but really being in touch with yourself so that you can rectify anything that needs to be improved on. And some practical things to do is when you need to rest, get some rest and eat good food when you're breaking your fast, eat things that are healthy, that actually are nutritious, like salads and vegetables and dates and things that will really keep you going. And take advantage of your time, take care of yourself physically so that you can really excel spiritually. So in this episode, we're going to look at the state of your heart in Ramadan, and then we're going to look at the dangers of vile speech in Ramadan, and then lastly we'll be talking about increasing in taqwa, increasing in mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qadi Iyad, one of the great scholars in Islamic history, he says that the purpose of fasting is breaking the desire and making the nafs that incites to evil become obedient. That is the purpose of fasting, is to break this desire and this nafs that you have that calls you to evil things, it makes it obedient and submissive. If this purpose is not fulfilled, Qadir Yad says, then Allah, the glorious and majestic, does not care about a person's fast and does not look upon that person with a gaze of assistance. What that means is if you're not breaking your desire, if your fast is actually not transforming you, if a person, inshallah this is not you, but if a person continuously backbites, if a person mistreats others, if a person is abusive, if a person uh, looks at things that they shouldn't look at, and they're not eating and drinking throughout the day, then in reality it's like, well, what exactly are you doing? Why are you doing this? That's like someone who prays and their heart is not present. It's not that they shouldn't pray, but it's say, hey, wake up, like make your heart understand what exactly you're doing. And that the point of all this is that you become more beautified in the sight of God spiritually. 
So that's what Qadi Iyad says. So he says, in other words, if you're not affected by your fast in that way, then you've missed the point. And when a person fasts and their heart isn't affected, then they have not really become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the purpose of all these acts of worship is to bring you closer to the Lord of infinite majesty and beauty and perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that's really important throughout all of these episodes of soul food and the entire spiritual path is not to judge others and not to use this as a litmus test to gauge where other people are, but to look at yourself, to have a good opinion of other people, to wish the best for them, but to actually apply these rules and this wisdom upon yourself first and foremost, and then that beauty will spread to others inshallah. And one of the ways that you can identify how you're doing, you can identify how your fast is affecting you, is looking at the state of your tongue, is looking at your words and your speech. And that brings us to the next point of the dangers of vile speech in the month of Ramadan, that ugly words are always harmful. And in season three of Soul Food, we looked at the kingdom of the heart and limbs and how everything you do affects your heart. It is an inroad into your heart, but that one of the most powerful inroads into your heart is your tongue. And that they say, that the tongue is the interpreter of the heart. So if there is a heart that is sound, a person's words will be beautiful, uplifting, they will be positive and to good purpose. But if a person has a vile heart, then they will have vile speech. Or if a person engages in vile speech, it will definitely affect the heart. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, teaches us in the hadith that we've already covered that if you are fasting on a particular day, so on the days any of you is fasting, let him not say anything vile or yell. And if anyone insults or fights him, let him say, I am fasting. This is the hadith from the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And when you say, I am fasting, it's not something that you scream out and publicly say, hey, hey, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. But it's something that you remind yourself of. Say, oh, you know what? I'm fasting. I need to be careful. I need to control myself. I need to respond in a way that's better. And there's always going to be people who push your buttons and who annoy you, whether it could even be family members, but you have to remind yourself what's at stake, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is observing you, that you are meant to control yourself in your fasting and in this month of Ramadan. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he also said in another hadith, whoever does not leave aside lying and acting upon it, false actions, then Allah has no need for them to leave their food and drink. And this is narrated by Bukhari. So in other words, if you're not transformed to have more elevated speech, then you're just making yourself hungry because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept or does not desire from you, does not want from you just to fast at that very basic level without actually becoming more conscious of Him. So you have to be careful what you say. And you have to know that Ramadan is not just some hunger marathon. It's not just, you know, oh, I'm going to lose weight in Ramadan because I'm going to be hungry for so long. But it's actually a boot camp for the nafs. 
It is something that really restrains and controls this nafs. So don't get too comfortable in the month of Ramadan in the sense of falling back into bad habits. You know, there's a beautiful story. It's really powerful. It's actually a bit scary, but it shows us really how important it is to control our speech in the month of Ramadan and through our lives uh, where a man came to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and was mentioning, you know, was praising two women who were fasting a particular day and said, O Messenger of God, you know, these two women, they're fasting and they're sacrificing and exerting themselves in this act of worship, and he was praising them. And the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he said, they're not fasting. They're not fasting today. And the man said, no, O Messenger of God, they're fasting and they're engaging in this worship. So the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he went to these two women and he brought a bowl in front of them. And because he's a prophet and messenger and Allah showed him the reality, the spiritual reality of what was going on, that although they were fasting, maybe from food and drink, there was still a spiritual disease that was lurking within them. So the Prophet places this bowl in front of them and he says to one of the women, vomit, spit up what you've eaten. And the woman begins to spit up blood and pieces of flesh into the bowl. And then he says to the second woman, spit up what you've eaten. And she also then begins to spit up blood and flesh, you know, which is obviously very disgusting. But this bowl now is full of blood and flesh. And then the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he said, these two women fasted from what was permissible. In other words, they withheld themselves from food and drink. Yet they broke their fast on that which is forbidden. They withheld from food and drink, but they took part in the flesh of others. And what does this hadith teach us? Is that these women, despite the fact that they were fasting, they were backbiting others. They weren't careful about what they said. And spiritually, the Prophet ﷺ had these spiritual realities manifest in the physical form when they vomited blood and flesh because Allah tells us that backbiting is like eating the dead flesh of your brother. So he said, withheld yourselves from food and drink, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't have any problem with you engaging in, but then you ate what was forbidden and you backbit and you slandered people and you engaged in vile forms of speech. So that brings us to the last point, that the entire purpose of the spiritual path is taqwa, is becoming closer to Allah. And this path and this goal takes serious work and determination. It is a commitment. And I really pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us of all of us, everyone who hears this and myself, that we are committed to this path of hard work of seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and one of the best ways to gauge yourself where am I someone might say well that's really abstract you know this path of taqwa where 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 do I fall in that the way that you gauge yourself is to look at your own character is to look at what you say is to look at how you treat people is to look at how you deal with challenges in your day-to-day life as the prophet peace and blessings be upon him said A believer is not someone who is an accuser, someone who throws false accusations at people, or is not a cursor, someone who curses people, and someone who is not vile in speech. 
So the Prophet says, these are qualities that cannot exist within a believer if they are truly a believer. He also said, وسلم, a person will say something and attain the good pleasure of Allah in a way that he never expected it to. And Allah will decree his good pleasure upon him until the day he meets him. So in other words, you might say something, a kind word, or you might lift up someone's heart, or you might give them counsel that you really didn't think was a big deal, but Allah will accept it from you. And from that thing that you did not think was a big deal, Allah will continuously grant you his good pleasure up until the day that you meet him. So that shows us that beautiful words, we should never underestimate them. The hadith goes on though, and the prophet says, and a person will say something and a person will say something that is vile, that is displeasing to Allah and attain the anger of Allah in a way that he never expected it to. And Allah will decree his anger upon him until the day that he meets him. And this hadith teaches us that we have to be careful with our words. We have to be careful with our speech. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to the best of speech and protect us from harmful speech and things that bring his anger and wrath. Ameen. So guard your words and by doing so you will guard your spiritual degree with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is to control your words is to be very cautious in your speech. And if someone insults you or annoys you, that you should implement immediately the advice of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and remind yourself, I am fasting. I am fasting. I need to be careful of my words because they have great value and great repercussions in the hereafter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah give each and every one of us tawfiq and guide us to the best of speech and may he protect our tongues and our limbs from anything that is displeasing to him and give us the inner realities of fasting and all of the blessings of Ramadan. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.